0: These days, it seems everyone's in the spy business. Government, private companies, and criminals, too. Infotrax Roy Mackey talks to a top expert for tips on how to reclaim your privacy. Roy? Thanks, Chris.
1: Julia Engwin is a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist and the author of a book called Dragnet Nation, A Quest for Privacy, Security, and Freedom in a World of Relentless Surveillance. It's hard to know where to even start on this topic because the rate of surveillance and tracking by companies and, of course, all levels of government has increased at such an exponential rate. Do you think the average American really has a grasp of where things are today?
2: It's probably unlikely since I am a person who keeps track of this, and I'm continuously surprised by the new ways that we're being tracked, and I'm always waking up with the unfortunate realization that I haven't been paranoid enough.
1: What brought you to write about this topic?
2: Well, what I have always been is a technology journalist. I've written about technology and technology companies, and I actually really love technology. I think it's really improved my life and the world. But in about 2009, I realized that many of the companies I was writing about were somewhat in the business of buying and selling personal data. That had become the technology business, how they made money. And I started an investigation at the Wall Street Journal called What They Know About That Topic and since then I've basically only covered this it's been a story that kind of took over my life and I realized that I wanted to write a book about what could you do about it so dragnet Nation is sort of like okay now that we know that everyone is sort of using our data all the time and watching us what can we do about it
1: now as part of writing this book you did try pretty hard to erase your own digital footprint how successful were you
2: well was moderately successful. There are some things you can do pretty well. I was able to block some of the online ad tracking that makes, you know, if you've ever had an ad follow you around on the internet then you know what I'm talking about. There are tools that are pretty effective at blocking that kind of tracking. There are pretty good encryption tools out there. Some of them are difficult to use, but some of them I was able to use. And I left Google Search, so I don't use that search engine anymore because I didn't like how much information they were storing about my search history. I switch to one called DuckDuckGo that doesn't store any history.
1: Let's talk about Google for a moment since you mentioned it. That process of breaking up with Google, I think that probably sounds traumatic to a lot of people because you've got things like Gmail and, of course, the search engine. How traumatic was that for you?
2: It was pretty traumatic. I love Google, actually, and I think they make great products. I wish, though, that they would make products that they would sell to me for money. So I would like to buy a Gmail that doesn't rely on reading my emails and placing ads related to the content of my emails. And they don't really sell a privacy-protecting version of Gmail. And also, they are dealing with outdated laws that don't protect our communications from government access. So we've seen from the NSA revelations how often the government goes to Google and asks for information about us. So ultimately, I just felt that it wasn't their fault entirely, but... By storing this data, that meant that they ultimately couldn't guarantee that it wasn't going to end up in a place I didn't want it to be.
1: We touched on this a bit, but what kind of advice would you offer to someone who really wants to try to at least start down the path of controlling access to data by companies and government?
2: Well, first of all, everyone in the world should just make better passwords so that you won't be hacked. The most common password right now, for instance, is 123456, and the second most common is password. And so it's time for all of us to up our password game a little bit (laughs) so that we won't be hacked. The other thing is I think we should try to make more conscious choices about the tools we use. You know, it isn't really a fair thing to ask for free services online and then not want those services to track you because that's how they make money. So I have been spending some time trying to find services I could pay for. For instance, instead of Google Docs, I use an encrypted cloud service called Spider Oak, which I pay for. And my data is encrypted. Spider Oak can't see that data and won't look at it because they don't have the keys to open it. And I pay for it knowing that that means that they really see me as their customer, not the advertisers to whom they're selling my data.
1: This problem is probably not going away in our lifetimes, is it?
2: Well, I have hope that we have solved some really intractable problems in this country before. We're a nation of optimism. We, you know, we used to have really dirty rivers and dirty air, and then we passed the Clean Air Act and the Clean Water Act, and we also started recycling and doing things at home to make more conscious choices for the environment. I see this as a similar problem that it will take many years, but I have some hope that maybe it will be during my lifetime.
1: Julia Angwin, the Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist, author of the book Dragnet Nation. Do you have a website?
2: I do. It's JuliaAngwin.com. juliaangwi ncom
0: Well,
1: thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack.
2: Thank you.
0: And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to this week's InfoTrack contributors, Roy Mackey, Lisa G., and Gina Tedesco. Our Internet services are provided by Pair Networks. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.